Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone. Welcome. I'm Patricia Raskin, and welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. And, you know, each week I try to bring on people that really help you turn your obstacles into opportunities, your challenges into solutions, and just live life more fully and with more meaning and joy. And so today is certainly no exception. Um, Today we're talking about what's called a full Spirit Workout. My guest is Kate Ekman, and her debut book is The Full Spirit Workout, a 10-step system to shed your self-doubt, strengthen your spiritual core, and create a fun and fulfilling life. Right? And so we're very happy to have Kate on. Let me tell you a little bit about her. She is a broadcast journalist and a TV personality who brings her expertise into communications, performance, and mindfulness to her practice as a success coach for business leaders and athletes. She earned a BA in communication from Penn State University, where she was an academic all-American swimmer and received a master's degree in broadcast journalism from Northwestern University's Medal School of Journalism. She graduated at the highest degree from Columbia University's Executive Organizational Coaching Program, and she's also a certified ICF coach and a licensed NBI consultant, a meditation teacher, and course creator for Insight Timer, the world's number one ranked free meditation app. Pretty amazing. And her website is kateekman.tv, and that's K A T E. E-C-K-M-A-N dot TV. All right. So welcome, Kate. Patricia, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited <laughs> to talk to you today. Wow. It's a, a, you're also a journalist and TV personality, and so we have that in common. But the other thing we have in common is we're both very purpose-driven in our message. And that's what I've done over the years. I've been, you know, been very purpose-driven in, in positive messaging because that's what I want to hear. So, and it, it sounds like really that's what you're doing as well. Yeah, I, I think there's there's so much negativity out there, and, and people yeah. complain about about the media a lot. But as I like to tell people, we are the media, and and we can choose to put out different kinds of messaging. And and that's what I've even done in this book. It's the thought system that is a complete 180 from the thinking of the world and all the chaos and uncertainty and 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 stress and sickness. Quite frankly, so yeah. I just wanted to give people the keys to a better way of living. And I think we all have the power to to be our own source of media and. and spread the, the messages that we want to spread to help uplift and energize the world. So what is spiritual fitness and how does it transform our lives? I think spiritual fitness is really the courage to be who we truly are, not just the polished, put-together person that we present to the world, but the messy person behind the scenes just trying to keep it all together. You know, he or she is, is lovable and relatable and authentic, and I think the sooner that we can just embrace all parts of ourselves and, and really you know, live. And I I like to coach the whole person when I coach my clients. We're all such multifaceted beings. I know a lot of people try to put us in a box, especially as women. And I think spiritual fitness is is that non-reactivity. It's taking a beat. It's taking a pause. It's 
being willing to to get still and spend that quiet time alone, distraction-free, and, and really tune into who we are beneath all the titles and labels and limitations and, and discover what we truly want. What we want is often dictated by society, our parents, friends, neighbors, what everyone else is doing. And, and what we really want, we can really only discover when we take the time to truly listen to that voice within. And the yeah. spiritual fitness transforms our lives because we build the inner confidence and resiliency and strength and optimism that can only come from within. And the good news about that is that it can weather any storm because it's not dependent on the external. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. And that's well, but I think our whole society is very based on that, how it looks, how it sounds, you know, the perform. you know that, you know, as a journalist and performer, it's about what it looks like. And people don't realize, you know, all the internal preparation, everything we go through inside, you know, I mean, you can win an award, but it, it's not about that award. It, it is, I mean, it looks great and we all love them, but it's, What's everything behind that? What's the process that often we don't see? Yeah, and I think that's why a lot of people find themselves in, in lives and careers and relationships that don't really fill them up. And they think, well, well gosh, I did everything society said I, I should do. And I, I did all the right things, so to speak. And I have all the shiny objects. Why don't I feel fulfilled? And it's, again, because we've let the externals dictate our, our worth and our, our sense of success. And, and we haven't cultivated the inner characteristics, or we haven't even defined success or beauty or any of these things ourselves. And that's why we often find ourselves in these this, these traps, and, and we can't figure out why we're so unhappy. But it's because we haven't spent that time going within. Yeah, so, so true. So do you think that's because sticking with that familiar just keeps us safe? I mean, it's familiar. It's safe. We know what we're getting. You know, um, and, and we don't have to stretch out of our comfort zone. But as, as someone has said often, there's two phrases here. There is no growth, right, in the comfort zone. And there is no comfort. I'm sorry, I think I'm saying this wrong. Right. There's no comfort in, there's, let me, how do I say this? You don't grow when you're comfortable, right? So there's no growth in the comfort zone. But there is also no comfort in the growth zone. That's what it was. Ooh. Yeah, that's that's why it's it's challenging for for a lot of us to to really step out of our comfort zones and stretch in that way because it's, it's comfortable in the comfort zone. That's why it's called comfort. But this is where exactly. life gets really juicy when you you dare to put yourself out there in a meaningful way and you and you stretch and and expand and grow into the person who can actually achieve your cherished goals. And in my experience, when I'm willing to put myself out there and take a risk. The universe steps in and, and really co-creates with me, and, and you are rewarded for taking these risks. And this is where life, where life gets really exciting, and, and we get to really see what we're made of. And, it's you know, it's that going out on the limb where all the fruit is. It's that thing, too. And I, I start this step out in my book with a quote that says, a man grows most tired while standing still. And I see this all around me. And, you know, this book isn't telling you what to do as much as it is an invitation or just thought you'd like to know because I've been where you've been. That's how I know how it looks and feels. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I can do it, anyone mm-hmm. can. And I just see the, the growth with myself and in my clients. And I, I really want to offer these tools and strategies and exercises to everyone because I think, 
we are all, we all owe it to ourselves and we're so deserving of lives that light us up and, and not just for ourselves, but when you're lit up and when you're, you're doing your passion project, you're, you're a more pleasant person to be around and you're inspiring the people around you to do mm-hmm. that too. So I think the more we can become other focused, um, and it, the, the better, because then it's not just us achieving our goals. It's really helping organizations and causes greater than ourselves as well. Yeah, so, so true. But but what's the first step? I mean, what's the first step? That's the problem. You know, somebody introduces something to you and you just go, nope, I'm not doing that. (laughs) Then you walk around, you think about it. So what's the first step here? I think it's, it's our willingness. There's a spiritual principle that says our good intentions are not enough. Our willingness is everything. So I get it. Whatever everyone's thing is, people experience resistance. It's much more comfortable to sit on the couch and chill than it is to get up and sweat and do the work. But, but at what cost? And, and what kind of results do you want? And so start small. I just, I ask people, are you willing? For instance, oh, I'm really judging this person. I don't get along with, with my mother. And I say, are you willing to not judge your mother? Are you willing to get along with your mother? And I think everyone is willing. We're, we're all willing to be at peace instead of stress. We're willing to right. have compassion for ourselves and others versus judgment and comparison and, and hatred and anger. So I think if you can start there and just invite in that willingness, and then you do invite in a power greater than yourself, whatever you believe in, God, spirit, universe, nature, a divine wisdom, and, and then you just you see that you start to feel better. And then when you start experiencing just little results, as in, wow, I just, I feel better. I feel more comfortable in my own skin. Mm-hmm. I'm more confident. It, it feels a lot better to not be judging ourselves and others. Or we think like, oh, screw yeah. that person. Or I feel less than I'm going to judge them or bring them down. But when we do that, when we judge another, spiritually speaking, we're also judging ourselves. And that's why we feel so crappy when we do it. Mm, yeah. You know, you were a successful model, beautiful on the outside, yet like many of us, insecure on the inside. What inner beauty characteristics can we cultivate to help lift ourselves up and shine as brightly as we are capable of? I think we need to spend some time identifying our unique gifts and strengths. And for instance, one of my strengths is humor, a love of learning. I'm a very empathetic person. So I leverage these strengths starting with myself when I feel the self-inner critic really coming on strong or I feel I'm rejecting or overlooking myself. You know, we get so upset when other people overlook or reject or criticize us. But if we're honest, we do this to ourselves all the time. And a lot of times without even realizing it, it's such a bad habit that it's even in our subconscious and it's our default setting. So I think first coming to terms with that and then, you know, I've, I've taken the assessments. There's a, the great values in action via character strengths assessment you can take for free online. And that's where I discovered, mm. oh, my strengths are love, humor, love of learning. Those are my top three. So when I'm in that icky mm. moment, I bring humor into it and, and kind of bring some levity into a situation. I'm like, oh, I feel stuck in this situation. Let me use my strength of love of learning and go back to school or get a certification or read a book. 
and, and love, let me love myself or love this person who is attacking me because they are not experiencing love for themselves either. And so extend, extend the love and compassion. And I'm not saying that it's always easy. These are simple tools, but they're not always easy. But like physical exercise, the more and more you do it, you're building that inner musculature so that you become the person who can handle these situations with a lot more ease and grace rather than it being such a forceful thing. And then that that little just inkling of willingness has now turned into a strength. And, and over time, you, you become a different person, a much more elevated, self-actualized version of yourself. And life starts to look and feel a whole lot better. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, so when that happens, do you think it's kind of like the habits? You know, we have so many habits. And so we'll have a habit and we change it. And after 20 days or 30 days, our thinking starts to change because our behavior has changed. Speak to that, Kate. Yeah, it, it is. It, this is, again, it's like the physical exercise. You know, our culture is so um, concerned with and, and so used to the physical, how we look and, and everyone knows about physical exercise. And there's certainly that obsession with it in our, in our society, but less attention is, is, is placed on the inside. So once you have that willingness and, and you just, you really start to invite in a new thought process, but first you have to identify that limiting belief that 99% of the time came from childhood, something a caregiver mm-hmm. said to you, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a, a, com- a comment that you heard in my case, yeah, I talked about hearing this, you know, comment at a swim club and and making that a core belief system. And then we we subconsciously go about our lives collecting evidence for why this lie, why this limiting belief that underneath all of the limiting beliefs is something that, you know, we're not good enough in some way, Mm -hmm. rather than Mm -hmm. collecting evidence for the compliments that we're given or collecting evidence for the truth that we were are so magnificent and powerful. So it is Mm -hmm. that rewiring and reframing, and it's something that you can journal about. I give you plenty of journaling exercises to kind of get to the root of the problem. We're solving the problem at the root and then meditations to take you on that journey of self-discovery and really invite in a new way of thinking. But first you have to identify the limiting beliefs, delete it and co-create a new story or mantra for yourself. And it is a consistent Mm. practice, but it's worth its weight and gold. Mm. But you're saying, I mean, it takes work and time and you have exercises and tell people again how they can get the, the exercises that you were mentioned. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all in my book, The Full Spirit Workout. You can find all that information at thefullspiritworkout.com. The book is everywhere books are sold, in stores and online. And this is a directional, not linear process. So you can skip around. You can do five minutes a day. I've had friends. I had a friend who said, I never read books. I can never get through them. I'm so distracted. And she said, I read your whole book, 320 pages cover to cover in just a couple of days. I couldn't put it down. And I think people are really craving this different way of thinking. I think people are appreciating the candor and vulnerability because it's inviting you to be real with yourself. I, as I like to say, this is a no pretend zone. I really want people to just embrace who they are, even if it's, even if you don't feel like you're you're in a good place right now. Great. I, I mean, I'm sorry that you're struggling, but but you're showing up and, and you're willing not to be. And so, yeah. just taking your your time or, or diving through this. But I refer back to the exercises in my book. You know, when I'm. I'm upset that the, the thing that I want isn't here yet. I remind myself of the patience and I do my surrender exercises and, and really do um, go into the divine timing of it all. And 
there's this notion that, you know, you reach a certain level and you're good. It's like the people that have six-pack abs and think, oh, I never have to work out again. I've got six-pack abs. And you know, I've never had them, so I wouldn't know. But as you know, if you're that fit, you have to work even harder to maintain. Or it's like Tom Brady who's still winning Super Bowls in his mid-40s, it's because he trains and practices harder than anyone. It's not because he's the worst. It's because he's the best. So we all have that Super Bowl that we're, we're training for, and it doesn't. we don't get there by showing up every now and then. This really has to become a consistent thing, but your body, Absolutely. your mind, your heart will start to create these exercises. Right, every day, yeah. All right. We're going to take a quick break. My guest is Kate Eggman. She's a Columbia University certified executive coach who works with leaders in business and sports, an expert in communications, performance, and mindfulness. She's a TV personality, accomplished entrepreneur, and former elite athlete. She's also a meditation teacher and course creator for Insight Timer. And you can log on to kateekman.tv. And that's K-A-T-E-E-C-K-M-A-N dot TV. And when we come back, we're going to talk more to Kate about what steps we can do to build immunity in our own spirit. What are some of the daily activities? She has them in her book. She talked about journaling and some meditation things, but we'll get specific to find out what are some of the steps that we can take. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. And we will be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania, and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance at success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. A brave heart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. If you have that courage, then Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold is for you. Even if you aren't yet, you'll want to still tune in to get inspired, create your own story to share, and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input, too. Listen for Bravehearts Radio, Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. Are you looking for a happy lifestyle? Now that's a crazy question, isn't it? Everyone wants to be happy, but we struggle in trying to figure out how to get there. Want help with that? Then tune in to Say Yes, Be Happy with Natalie Botros. Find out about the Bon Vivant Girl lifestyle and learn how to enjoy every aspect of life and be happy. Say Yes, Be Happy. Listen live every Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Music. 
You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's voice and we are talking to Kate Ekman and her book is The Full Spirit Workout a 10 step system to shed your self doubt, strengthen your spiritual core and create a fun and fulfilling life Um, Kate Ekman is a Columbia University certified executive coach who works with leaders in business and sports an expert in communications, performance and mindfulness, she's a TV personality accomplished entrepreneur and former elite athlete She's also a meditation teacher and course creator for Insight Timer. So, and her website is kateekman.tv. Welcome back, Kate. Oh, thank you so much again for having me, Patricia. <laughs> it's great to be with you. So let's talk about some of these, you know, let's go into the weeds a little bit. You know, it's sometimes it's very hard for people to change. And the first thing they say is, nope, I'm not doing that (laughs) until they realize they need to when they figure it out. So what are some of those exercises in your book? Or just give us a few things that can kind of, you know, get people out of that kind of stuckness, if you will. Yeah, and these are what I like to call my my spiritual vitamins. And in all the research I did, and quite frankly, it was also indicated in my own personal life, but all of the things that we think are going to bring us happiness and, and improve our well-being, like the good looks, the money, the car, the house, all the shiny objects, research indicates time and time again that, that these things don't actually move the needle in our well-being. What moves the, the needle are things like sleep, exercise, Time affluence, social connection, acts of kindness and service. And and my personal favorite, what's known as a gratitude visit that the founder of positive psychology, Martin Seligman, talks about. And I I did this exercise and put it in my book. And, you know, the the good news about all of these things is that they're free. You don't have to have a Harvard degree. You don't have to be a multimillionaire. You don't have to look like a supermodel. We all have access to these things. And with the gratitude visit, you know, I, I talk about this exercise in the book, and I invite everyone to do this today or this week or sooner rather than later, because normally we don't do something like this until someone's funeral. But you think of someone who has changed your life in a profound way who you've never properly thanked, and you write that person a 300-word letter, call them up, and say you want to come over, and don't tell them why. If you have to do it on Zoom, I, like I did, Zoom works too. But you read them this letter, you know, face-to-face, and, and, and what happens is, you know, you cry, they cry, and, and you are, are bonded to this person in a deeper, more, more meaningful way for the rest of your life, and it boosts your well-being more than every vitamin in the world could to your, your physical immunity system, immune system, and it, it has such profound effects, and yet we don't do these, these simple exercises for whatever reason in the name of, I'm too busy, that sounds uncomfortable, I don't know, but then we do it at someone's funeral. And so I think the more that we, you know, every time I'm feeling in a funk or whatever, I, I think of who can I, who can I serve today, and whether that means volunteering, whether it means calling a friend who I know is going through something challenging, a, a good deed, something like that. Again, it sounds so simple. But we don't do these things, or we don't take a minute to pause and really check in with ourselves. You know, another exercise everyone can do starting now is what I call my sit and stare time, where I sit for a minimum five minutes a day, 
stare out the window or straight ahead and check in with myself like I would a small child and say, how are you doing? What can I do for you? What do you need? What's working? What isn't? And the days I'm feeling extra courageous, I say, great job. Or you handled that difficult conversation with such grace. You didn't raise your voice. You didn't tell mm-hmm. that jerk they were a jerk when you easily mm-hmm. could have. You had more more dignity. And so I think just doing these simple practices where this isn't even meditation, which I highly recommend. It really just is that quiet time that none of us are used to taking. And, and I think the quicker that we can allow ourselves the, the time to, to, to breathe, quite frankly, the better. Yeah. And, and it, but it's day by day, right, Kate? I mean, it's one step at a time, little baby steps. Yeah, little baby steps, but you, you might surprise yourself. And I think at least when I, when I really started developing the full spirit workout and, and went back to school and, and was getting a bunch of certifications and, and studying spiritual practices, I mean, I was in a place of desperation, quite frankly, and I'm not ashamed to say that. I think there's no shame in having a, a dark moment. And, you know, I lost two loved ones to suicide in one year. And quite frankly, I'm glad I was in a bad place that, you know, that, that should affect me deeply. I, I, I loved them. And, and that's, that's a tragedy. Um, and, and so I think that the more we can just be honest with ourselves and, and not try to just pretend everything's okay or stay on the hamster wheel and sweating feverishly and, and really start to place our well-being front and center of our lives, the better and, and not feeling bad about taking some time off or, 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 or t- touching base with ourselves more frequently instead of just going through the motions. But what I'm finding is, you know, people are really, they're, they're just absorbing this information like a sponge and they're, they're, they're craving it. And they're so open for a, a different way of thinking and living that I, I think you'll surprise yourself, even if you're experiencing some resistance at first, just give it a try. And, and I think you're going to really love the results and want to keep going. Absolutely. Well, success breeds success too, right? I mean, we uh-huh. we see it's working, and then and then we just keep going. Let's talk a little bit about relationships, romantic relationships. In to be specific, you know, it can be perilous territory if one's looking, you know, for expecting the other person to complete us. So, why is it so important for us to do this work first and accepting ourselves completely? You know when we are in a committed relationship and how do we know if we're spiritually ready? Well, I, I, I think if you're, you're very comfortable being on your own, that's when you know you're ready to be in a relationship. A lot of people don't give themselves five minutes to be single or alone, but um, you know, I think there's this, this, societal standard that people have bought into or, or you know, something in our culture where it's all about, well, is this person really good enough for me? Are they giving me what I need? Do, do they deserve me? Where the emphasis should be on ourselves more of, am I really showing up for this person to help them reach their full enlightened version of themselves? I mean, that's a big difference. And instead of making this laundry list of what we want in a partner, what if we spent that time cultivating the inner characteristics? And what if we were actually the person who's on this laundry list of of traits for this quote-unquote ideal partner? You know, as I like to say to people, you know, if if your dream partner showed up tomorrow, would they want you? And I say that with love, but I think we're, we're guilty of placing so many expectations on another person. We don't let people be who we are. We place so much pressure, and then we wonder why so many relationships fall apart. And, you know, I know this because I've been there and I've experienced it myself. So I had to, you know, undergo a a big shift and and had some bad habits to clean up and and really some bad patterns. I think a lot of us are guilty of, 
you know, dating the same person again and again. And without, you know, doing the inner work ourselves, that's what we're attracting. But there's plenty of people who are already married or in partnerships. And, you know, they say, I wouldn't even marry this person if they were like this when I met them 10 years ago. And so if you already are married or in a a long-term committed relationship, I think it's, doing, doing the work. You can't just, you know, go through the motions and expect the relationship to flourish. Everyone knows this. So the full spirit workout is also great, great for couples and great for people in already committed relationships, because it is that, that recommitment to to doing the work, not just on the relationship, but, but on yourself and evolving together. Cause you're either going to grow, grow together or you're, you're going to grow apart. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, um, but I think, as you said, we, in our society, we often look at codependence, right? We, that's kind of the norm. We're supposed to be, you know, um, there for the other person at all times, you know, it's, and so we really want to look at that interdependent model, correct? Rather than that codependent of, I have to, you know, pick up where you left off. And that's what we're looking at getting away from. What do you think? Yeah, and, and I, I think, like, expecting everyone or expecting one person to fulfill all of your needs right. and, and, and be yes. all things to you, would you want someone to place that pressure on you? I I, I, I don't want that, <laughs> you know, because, and I think that's what, in the past, why I, I would you know, cut off some relationships because it was that pressure put on me that, oh, my gosh, I need to look my camera-ready TV person self at all times. And let's face it, none of us wake up looking like that. Um, we, we, especially right. women, we're hormonal or, you know, we all have bad days or bad moments. And I think expecting someone to make you happy or, or fulfill this this unrealistic expectation at all times just sets all of us up for, for pain and for failure. And that said we have to first fully accept ourselves and, and be as authentically as we need to be so that there's, there's no, um, there's no, you know, false pretenses here. You know, it's like, this is who I am and, and what you're getting and being really clear and honest and, and really comfortable and confident in who we are perceived flaws and all. But a lot of us, I think are, are guilty of putting on a show at first and then we end up in relationships and it's like, I don't even know this person. So I say yes, all of this yes. with love. Yeah. We've all been there. So we know, know yes. what I'm talking about. Um, but of, of course the, the solution is, is really to spend the time, you know, cultivating our own inner characteristics again and, and really thinking about who we want to be in the relationship and preparing our, our homes and our minds and our, our, our bodies and our souls for that, that ideal, you know, equal partnership. Yeah. I mean, everything you're saying is, it's just easier sometimes to um, say it and to know it right, than it is to apply it. As you 100%. said. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, that next question around this is, you know, lim- freeing ourselves from those false limiting beliefs that we've packed on during our life, you know, that is, uh, uh, we're carrying around all that emotional weight. Yeah, we, we, we are combating emotional gravity every day, whether we realize it or not, stress, fear, anxiety, comparison, judgment, anything that weighs us down. And so, this is why we have to build these strong attitudinal, mental and emotional and spiritual muscles to really combat that. And I think a, a little a little tool known as reframing has really helped me with this and it's helped clients too. I think when you do get stuck with a certain belief or what, what, do, you, what do you hear a lot? At least I do. Um, 
I, I'm too tired. I'm too busy. That's too hard. And so I, I have these two words that really it boosts your mental metabolism. We're used to the physical metabolism, but this is going to boost your mental metabolism and give you a lot more energy. And the two words are what if. So when you're stuck in right. so hard, you right. say, what if this wasn't hard? What if this was easy? What if this was a perfect opportunity to finally leave this job or relationship that isn't bringing me joy anymore? What if I have everything it takes to actually do this passion project? What if I could, you know, call up Patricia and and collaborate with her on this project? What if I could call Kate and and get some coaching and and finally start my dream business? I mean, doesn't that just give you so much more energy? You're, again, boosting your mental metabolism. And this is a fun, free tool you can try on any time. And like you said, it's a lot of it is, yeah, easier said than done. But as you do it and as you are willing and take the time to practice and, and implement and take the action steps, you start to become the person who can actually do the things that you want to do. Absolutely. So we have a few more minutes. Talk about building a strong body and needing that strong physical core. You know, certainly how do you strengthen your spiritual core so you can build that resilience and courage? I mean, it's doing everything that, that we're talking about. It's, it's doing these exercises and, and, and really committing to it. I think if you're talking about the strong spiritual core, I mean, at our, our spirits can't be rejected or criticized, by the way. And, and you know that. And so that and, and the, the spirit is the joy. Think of a, a, a playful child. They're still in their joy. They haven't been deeply affected or wounded by the world yet. And so, you know, when I did research and asked people about what brings them joy and, and, and boosting your, your endorphins, um, not one person spoke about a material possession or something like that. One woman, I'll never forget, she punched this person happens to be very wealthy even. And she said, what brings me joy is watching my young child, watching the bees do their jobs and, and seeing the wonder and awe in his eyes. That's what brings me joy. And so I think, too, if you're feeling like, oh, man, this seems hard or I'm tired or all those things, do these tools, but also... Write down what brings you joy. I mean, make a list. For me, it's the simple pleasures like my morning espresso and that ritual that I have every morning with myself for, you know, 10 to 30 minutes. Or um, I think of those times I've sat in nature. Again, it doesn't cost a penny. And I've just looked around at and, 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 and watched the mountains and the ocean and just the wonder of it all and, and, and thought, wow, I am created by the same loving force that created the ocean and the mountains and these beautiful things in nature. And I, I think the more that we can spend that time and, and non-reactive, um, take that pause. I mean, pause is one of my, my bonus P's and my five P's of confidence. And this is the, the, the stillness that a lot of people are un- uncomfortable with, but giving yeah. yourself that, that space and time. Yeah. Well, I think that's, that's really what it is. All right. We're going to take a break in a couple of minutes, but I know that you do a lot of work with business leaders and professional athletes who are at the top of their game. What do you find is the thing that they need the most? They, they need to work on their why a bit more at times because they have they have experienced the material success and the notoriety and oftentimes what they're missing is the fulfillment and the meaning in their lives. And they can't figure out why they they have all the things, so to speak, but they think, well, gosh, I, more money is what, what I don't need another mansion. I don't need another this. Um, so for them, I think it's more of, of thinking about their legacy and what they want to leave behind besides just money or 
something, an accomplishment. It's, you know, creating an organization or what do they want to be known to the world as deeper than their, their job title. And so with them, it is also, you know, no one is immune from having difficulty with uncomfortable conversations. Everyone is lacking in confidence in some yes, area yes, of their life. Yes. And, and, and everyone is struggling with, with anxiety. Uh, and, and so it, it is managing that and, and creating what I call not to do lists and, and, and things that we're going to start crossing off in our, our every day because we don't need to be in eight meetings a day. And, and so I think just being mind, more mindful with how they spend their time and energy. Absolutely. And we're going to talk more about that in the next segment. Um, But I just want to say that what I want to talk about next is sort of the principles that are rooted in all this, which are in neuroscience, you know, understanding that when we work out our glands and our brain, that we're reducing emotional pain and increasing our feelings of well-being. So we'll talk about that right after the break with Kate. And Kate Ekman is a Columbia University certified executive coach who works with leaders in business and sports, an expert in communications, performance, and mindfulness. She's a TV personality, accomplished entrepreneur, and former elite athlete. Kate is also a meditation teacher and course creator for Insight Timer. And we'll be back with Kate right after the break. Her website is kateekman.tv, K-A-T-E-E-C-K-M-A-N.tv. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com. America's Voice will be right back. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more. We'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Attention veterans, are you ready to be your own boss? It's time to launch your own ideas into reality. Discover your clean writing style. Gear up with Marine Corps trained motivator, Christina Silva. Christina is a positive energy promoter with a special gift in connecting with innovators. Get the Military Heroes 411 and glean from experts every week by listening to The Christina Silva Show. We're educating our veterans live on The Christina Silva Show, live at 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every week for classical guitar around the world. Host Kevin Collins is a renowned guitar performer and enthusiast who shares his love, knowledge, and reverence of classical guitar, along with his friends, many of the world's leading guitar performers and composers. Become a part of the history and take a look inside one of our world's greatest musical instruments. From medieval times to now and into the future, join the American Segovia for classical guitar around the world, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You 
are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Well, hello, everyone, and hello. We're coming back. And I'm Patricia Raskin, and welcome again to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Program right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. And I'm talking to Kate Ekman, who is so inspirational. Her book is The Full Spirit Workout, a 10-step system to shed your self-doubt, strengthen your spiritual core, and create a fun and fulfilling life. Okay. Kate Ekman is a Columbia University certified executive coach who works with leaders in business and sports. An expert in communications, performance, and mindfulness, she's a TV personality, accomplished entrepreneur, and former elite athlete. She's also a meditation teacher and course creator for Insight Timer. So, welcome back, Kate. Let's talk about the principles of neuroscience that's kind of rooted in your whole workout system, you know, that, that our brain we can change we have those neural pathways that can change the way we think so that things do become a positive habit yeah absolutely i mean first first of all there's some facts about the brain that are kind of interesting and, and first is that the brain is lazy and it doesn't like gaps <laughs> so we love our brains but you know our brains like us has some some shadow sides too and so the fact that it doesn't like gaps, what does that mean? Well, it's just, it's going to fill things in. So for instance, I could sit here and have this thing like, oh, you know, maybe Patricia doesn't like me or, and is that even true? No, or probably not, but because I think we have a great rapport here, but so the brain quickly moves it in. Oh, it's because she doesn't like blondes. She doesn't like, you know, and you, so our brains create stories all the time. So we have to be aware of that and really call ourselves out and first ask, is that even true? Or what's another one that we hear all the time? Um, Rich people are greedy. Money doesn't grow on trees. You know, things like that give people limiting beliefs around money. So we have to call out these beliefs, ask if they're even true. It's like the Byron Katie work. Who would I be without this thought? You know, And, and what would I do instead? But I think there's also some good things about the brain. For instance, um, there's something known as miswanting, and that's the neuroscience that says, you know, we think that we're going to be so devastated if we don't get the thing that we want, or we overestimate how much, let's say, if I just get this new car, my whole, my life will be complete. And we overestimate how much that we think this car is going to bring us joy, which is why, again, we get all the shiny objects and we're like, okay, I'm happy for 15 or 20 minutes, and then it's on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And and that's why it's so important to, like I mentioned earlier, with the spiritual vitamins and, and be doing things that, that the neuroscience says actually do move the needle in our well-being. And another thing is, I think a good thing, too, is that our brain overestimates how impactful a bad event is going to affect us. So, you know, the good news is while we were all deeply affected in some way, shape or form by COVID-19, the pandemic, our brains get used to things. And so, you know, it doesn't, it isn't as big of a catastrophe as our brain originally thinks. One more thing I'll say about neuroscience in the brain. I don't want to lose people getting too brain heavy here, but, um, (laughs) the brain gets used to things. That's another reason, you know, you asked me what I'm working with, with these successful leaders in business and sports. And that also explains the theory of, you know, 
at first, let's say the first time you go to a, a five-star star hotel, you think it's the greatest thing ever. You're filled with joy. And after you keep going and going several times, if you're fortunate enough to do so, the brain gets used to it. So now the things that brought you pleasure, you know, even a month or a year ago, you need more and more and more to experience the same level of joy and pleasure. And so, again, that's why we had another reason to take the emphasis in, on the inside. And that explains why these people have 15 Ferraris. And it's just like doesn't mean anything. It doesn't even get it doesn't even like move the needle even for a second because their brain is used to this lifestyle. I hope I'm keeping everyone. Yeah. I know I'm kind of going a little deep in here to the brain, but it just neuroscience proves that the, the, the keys and the way to improve well-being and happiness and mm-hmm. success is an inside job. And, and, and people don't really want to hear it all the time because they're like, no, no, I still, and hey, I love nice things as much as the next person, but um, ultimately it, it doesn't, it's not really moving the well-being in, in, in my life. And then science proves that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, wasn't there a study that said that um, people who make a certain amount of money Oh, under that, there certainly there is issues about um, stability and security and all of that. But then I think it was it used to be like under 75. I think now maybe even more than that. But at a certain point, once you've made a certain amount of money, that it does not preclude happiness. It does not determine your happiness. So isn't it, that isn't that wild? And and yet, it's, I talked about that study in the book because I found it fascinating. And certainly, this now depends on what year things have inflated uh, quite a bit. And it depends on on where. Certainly, this wouldn't fly in New York City. But they say that the scientists said that after you make seventy five, any yeah. so if, right. as long as you make seventy five thousand dollars a year, right? You, and you can you know have the your basic needs met, things like that. But they said that after seventy five thousand, it acts the money actually doesn't increase your well being, and that's because then you you know it's like wow okay I'm in yeah. the million dollar home, well, but then you're like looking around and yeah. you think well I want a three million dollar home or I want a ten million dollar home, and so it's you're never satisfied. Yeah, you know it it's interesting. I think uh, that makes sense to me. I think it can be subjective. So for example, if you're used to the $2 million, right? And now you have to go down to 150000 I mean, that's, you know, your basic needs, even though they were lavish, were your basic needs. So I think there's an adjustment there a little bit, depending on how much, how much you're used to in terms of your lifestyle. What do you think? I, I think so too. And again, I, I, I'm not going to pretend I don't like nice things because I do, but then it's kind of, why do, why do I want, why do I want this certain necklace or this certain expensive outfit or the shoes? And yes, because they're nice. They're luxurious. I mean, I love Italian shoes. <laughs> they're made so well and, and you love them. But then I, you know, if we really get really, really real with ourselves, it's why do you need these things? And I think there is a certain element that it's, well, what it, it, it says a certain thing about me or it gives me this aura of success or wealth. Um, it's, you know, because the things, yes, they, the nice Italian shoes certainly make you feel nice. They're cute to walk around in. But it, there is some level of, you know, Will Smith said it. It's like you're spending money you don't have to impress people you don't even know. It's along those whole lines. And so I think... For me, even a, a benefit from COVID is, you know, simplifying life a little bit more and, and not needing so much. And I, I think there's a part of me that craves a very simple life where you even go off the grid a little bit where, 
yeah, it doesn't matter so much what you look like and having to get the $300 facial so that you're accepted in a certain industry. And, and men are facing the same things too. You know, ageism is really plaguing men in the workplace. And I know. Them, yeah. if, if anybody is, is getting a pass anymore, and I feel that we're all at the effects of our society that tells us we have to have a million things to be worthy of anything. And so I, I think I, unless you are completely unplugged, and those, I think some of those people are happy. <laughs> people, that's, I mean, I saw the people in, in Africa who have nothing, who acted like I gave them a brand new Mercedes when I gave them $5 Walmart flip-flops, but they're happy because they, they don't know any different. They don't know about all of these, you know, materialistic things that we, especially in the American culture, that we think we need to survive. We don't need $500 shoes to survive. They may be nice and cute, but we don't need them. I know. I'm going on, and I could go on and on about this topic, and it's, it's a much larger uh, conversation. But, I, again, it comes back to the mindfulness and asking ourselves, why do we, why do we think we need some of these things. Um, and, and oftentimes yeah. I think it is about yeah. impressing other people or presenting a certain persona to the world. Yeah, absolutely. Pick out something from your book in terms of something that you think will help us, like um, either stepping up your spiritual stamina or um, rocking the freedom freestyle. Something that you think is really a strong exercise that could be, I, they all are, but just pick one. Oh, there, there are so many. Something that just came to mind was creating to-be lists. So everybody is familiar with to-do lists, and they're kind of daunting and, and endless. But I invite people to make to-be lists and, and, and pick five adjectives, and they can change every day. So, in, for instance, today it could be confident, playful, silly, um, determined, and uh, free. And then go about your day and incorporate those characteristics into your day. So I'm confident as I call a potential client and offer them my services. I'm silly as I take a 10-minute break in between meetings and jump on my trampoline with my niece and sing songs. You know, things like that and take each word and incorporate it into your day and how are you going to be that adjective. And then your day becomes how you want to be rather than going through the daunting to-do list. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a friend who was a, a coach, and she did this exercise with me where uh, she asked me, where, do, where did I see myself in the next three years? And she said, I just want you to paint a picture, Patricia, and I'm, I'm going to do a role play with you. So she said to me, hi, Patricia. She said, it's now three years later. She said, you look terrific. You seem so happy. What's going on? And so I gave her her, you know, just kind of a, almost like a vision board, you know, I said, well, I'm doing this and that and this and that and all of that. And it's been less than a year since I did that with her. And I went back and I looked at that. And a lot of what I had is already coming to pass. Mm. A lot of it. So there you go. There you go. It's it's just my own visioning. And that's what I call visualizing your miraculous day, even, and even just giving yourself a day and just best case scenario, take money, geography, all of it out of it. What are you doing? Design and then communicate your miraculous day and get people, you just get thinking like that. And then it's what you just want to see. You're the proof is in the pudding here. You're like, I did that exercise and I'm doing it. So it works. Again, it's like physical exercise. It it works. 
if you do, but you can't just show up at the gym in your cute outfit and expect your personal trainer to do the push-ups for you. You've got to put in the work, but then, I mean, look at your experience just doing that exercise. I love it. Yeah, it was really good. All right, Kate, so give us your kind of broad brush of what you'd like to leave our listeners with today. I think something, I get asked this question a lot, and I absolutely love it because I just, I tune into my intuition for what I want to tell people. And this comes up every time. So even to my intuition, I'm like, can we come up with another answer? And it's like, no, you need to, it's your duty to remind every single person, remind the world of this. And, and that is this, is that you are so powerful. You can do whatever you decide is important enough. The, the era of, of coddling our own weaknesses and neuroses is over. You are reaching midnight. We're not quite there, but it's, it's getting close. And, and now is the time to really start identifying and leverage, leveraging your unique, your unique gifts and strengths and using it not just for yourself, but for the betterment of the world. And, and the days you can't do it for yourself, do it for a cause or organization greater than you, a family member, a, a colleague, or a friend. And, and really start to make these practices and, and this way of thinking your default setting. And I promise you, life is going to start to look and feel a lot better when you live your life from, I am powerful, I can do whatever I decide is important enough, important enough, rather than a, a, a thought that we usually have in the past, I'm not good enough, who am I to do this? You're amazing. <laughs> it's like, mm. I think also you really shut the imposter syndrome down when you actually do the thing. And then that whole like, well, who are you to do that? Or you can't do it. It's like, well, I'm yeah. doing it. So you can take several seats. <laughs> right? Exactly. Exactly. All right. And how can people find you and, and uh, take your exercises? Do you do any courses, um, any workshops? Yes. Everything is on my website at kateekman.tv, K-A-T-E-E-C-K-M-A-N.tv, like the tube that you watch. I would love to connect with you there. All the information about coaching, courses, books, the free book meditations are there. I highly recommend doing those. They're right there for you. They were mixed and, and mastered in a high frequency. So to really take yourself on a journey. And yeah, I'd love to stay connected to, to you and your audience. I, I love the work that you're doing. And I think the more that we can stand together and community and collaboration rather than competition and everything else the world wants women to do, especially the better. And, and let's go. Let, let's, let's do it. It's, it's oh, time. Wonderful. Now is, is the time. Uh, thank you so much, Kate. Stand the line for a minute. Thank you so much for being on the program. Kate Ekman, author of The Full Spirit Workout, A 10-Step System to Shed Your Self-Doubt, Strengthen your spiritual core and create a fun and fulfilling life. And again, you can log on to her website for all the details, kateekman.tv, K-A-T-E-E-C-K-M-A-N.tv. All right. Um, just to let you know, folks, um, that wraps up this, uh, this segment of uh, Patricia Raskin Positive Living. You can find me at Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources on Facebook. You can write to me, Patricia, at PatriciaRaskin.com and sign up to be on my newsletter list so you can hear about all the wonderful guests who come on each week. And if you're thinking about doing your own podcast, you know, you're thinking, boy, you know, I'd like to get my message out. I help people put them together. I've interviewed about 5,000 people in my career. So that's one of the things that I really love doing is helping people get their good messages out there. So again, you can contact me, Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Until next time, have a wonderful week. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now. 
Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.